3: You are, David.
1: Along with George Allman, Mark and Ken are on assignment this week. It's just going to be the two of us and, of course, all of you. Welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, The Answer and KPRZ North County. Good morning. Good morning. How are things? I think they're okay. I went and let out my chickens this morning and there was a little bit of mist in the air.
3: They said we were expecting some drizzle. I don't know what that amounts to.
1: Well, I would say not very much. <laughs> and that's what they the numbers say. Yeah,
3: Are you expecting – you're the weatherman. Are you expecting anything else?
1: You know, when I'm sitting over here – You're not the weatherman You're anymore. the weatherman. Oh, no, I'm not. It we, doesn't we've matter. We had this discussion yeah, before. We did.
3: We have. I failed again, apparently.
1: <laughs> there is a low-pressure system up in the northern half of the state that is going to slowly move southward and bring much cooler than normal temperatures and some moisture to our region. Not rain, but although moisture. they said maybe some light showers, right. but generally less than a tenth of an inch of rain. Uh-oh, that's now you're looking serious. What?
3: Well, no, the the, the cooler, much cooler temperatures. You, we had spoke about that, that earlier. Much cooler temperatures. Yeah, temperatures, temperatures. Yes, sir. Uh, like
1: 10, 10 degrees or so? 15? 10 to 20 below normal. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool, yeah. And I have to practice for my big hike next week, so I'm going to... Go wander around in the drizzle and light showers. And cool, cooler temperatures. And cool temperatures. Yeah. And see how far I can go. I didn't see a moon this morning because it was overcast. But I have it on good authority that 12% of the moon was visible overnight in case any of you moon watchers are wondering. <laughs> so what is going on in your nursery or in your gardening world? Because I, I, I've... I've had some harvesting this done this week. How about you?
3: As well. In fact, last evening was a a, a meal almost entirely from the garden.
1: Consisting uh, of uh,
3: Well, Ken's not here so we can freely speak of the oh, beets. Oh, the picture of that. Yeah, beets. So yes. really get some golden beets and some reds. Uh quite quite delicious. What are you looking for?
1: You harvested beets.
3: I did harvest I didn't bring any in is that what you're uh, looking that's for? That's what I'm looking I, for. I'll, you I, brought
1: me how many? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll of, get you some soon.
3: I'll get you some soon. So, uh, so beets, beet greens, uh, uh, Swiss chard, which is beets, uh, beet greens, and some uh, onions. One or two other things. It was it, it was delicious. Just delicious.
1: I harvested some onions and garlic last week, and I left them on the ground to dry. And then I stepped on either a clove of garlic or onion last last evening.
3: Well, two thoughts here, real quick. This Car- is outside, not inside. Yeah, I, I gathered that. Uh, c- carrots also pulled some carrots last night. But your onions, did they did they go to seed already, or are they, they go- flower? Yeah, ours are all starting to go and to I seed. I was
1: trying to harvest before that, but I don't know if you recall, but I had talked about having my six packs that I let kind of go dry and bulb, and then I planted those, and then I planted the starts, and the starts did much better. Right. Than the bulbs, the bulbs went to to flower and to seed much sooner. But they're they're very good. They're very pungent. They're,
3: they're, yeah, they yeah they they did very well this year again. Fortunately, very
1: happy. And I, I I harvested my straw bale potatoes. The whole thing is cleared now. Yeah, I heard that last week. I think you were Probably. mentioning it. Well, last week I hadn't harvested the entire thing.
3: Oh, so now we're done. Yes, sir. Okay, we're, we're not. We we still have a good two thirds of the potato bed still intact.
1: And, and it as maybe my potato bed was smaller. It was just three. It was the the width. And length of a straw bale.
3: You know what we were harvesting though? Not 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 in the vegetable garden, but we'll get back to my potatoes in a minute. Let's Uh, talk about you, John. Always. Uh, Mulberries. uh, We have a a weeping mulberry tree. That has ripe fruit on it already? The the weeping one does. The regular Pakistani hasn't even set fruit yet.
1: Well, that is so funny because my Pakistani mulberry every year is the last tree to come out of dormancy and i always wonder if i overstressed it the year before and now it is beginning to fully leaf out there are leaves coming out all across the entire tree but just now there's not even a full size leaf on it
3: ours ours has been leafed out in fact we were commenting on how how much it has grown in the in the past season there's there's good 10, 12, 14-inch branches on there that that are green from just this season, but not a single uh, piece of fruit has developed. On the mulberry? On the mulberry. This is the fruiting mulberry, the Pakistani.
1: Yeah, mine too, but it's just barely coming out of dorm. Interesting.
3: How about loquats? Are you eating those?
1: I have had a few loquats, but they're from a seedling, and they're not that great. Uh, But they're loquats, so they're okay. I've been noticing lots of ripe loquats around the county as I drive to and from work, but the ones... My my primary source is my parents' house, and theirs are not ripe yet. It's very sad. Now,
3: are, are, they, are they in a warmer area or,
1: or cooler? They're on the shoulders of Mount Helix. Okay. So I don't... Warmer than me, you? But, yeah, warmer than Poway. Well, I'm just curious got, It because... has to be seedling variation because at, right. the, at the bottom of the hill, when I get off the freeway where the brigantine is, used to be the top shelf, there is a loquat tree, and it's in full fruit, and it's fully ripe, and... I always want to stop and go pick some, but it's a very busy area, so I don't. Um, and then I drive up the hill and then down the hill to my folks' house, and their loquats aren't right.
3: Is the one that you see that you want to go, but you wisely choose not to, is, is that a commercial area?
1: It's actually it looks like it was a volunteer off oh, the okay. side of Fuerte right. Drive. I, I'm curious, because I'm, I'm
3: always hesitant. We've talked about this maybe a year or two ago, about grabbing fruit from somewhere that you don't know? It's not, you know, it's not somebody's backyard or, or front yard that their friends or neighbors. You know, do they use systemic? Do they, they use the same stuff that they use on their roses because it worked so well on the roses?
1: Well, there is a volunteer loquat in my parents' neighbor's yard that hangs over the fence, but most of the fruit was getting high and on the other side of the fence, and I couldn't reach it. And then a day or two later, it was all gone, which means probably the squirrels came by and denuded the tree and ate the whole thing. Um, but I, so it has to be seedling variation because that tree and the, and my parents' trees are only a property or so apart. Right. And the other ones are totally not right.
3: The one we have a, a, a gold nugget, I believe is the one that's growing.
1: Well, it would be extremely hit- hypocritical of me to go and swipe other people's fruit oh, because I do not like it. And again, this week, and it happened a year ago about this time, Somebody has come by my front yard and snipped flowers off of my pincushion Protea. And
3: Time to set up a trail camera out there.
1: I still have the trail camera that I got last year to set up. It is still in the drawer. I need to return it because the batteries are probably run out. And I'm going to have to charge <laughs> it before I can use it. But the the cuts are professional. They're cut very well at an angle. And the cuts were done to minimize the my ability to notice that the the flowers were gone. But... My keenly trained eye tells me somebody got a bouquet. I just hope that it was an end user and not the florist that I think it is swiping it and selling it. Because an end user doing it, I can, I can yeah. kind of allow. Hey, it. mom,
3: I got this for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, here you go. But I picked these wildflowers
1: for you. Not the other. So I uh,
3: that's yeah.
1: Now, can I talk about my potatoes please
3: um, everyone's been waiting for yes.
1: it yes i I took my purple potato and I took a red potato with the dark inside and I took a a light rose potato and because I'm such a healthy eater, I microwave them all after poking holes in them with the fork, and I wanted to do a taste test but in order to do a proper taste test, I had to put some smart balance on it and cheese. So that they all had smart (laughs) mouths and cheese to get a true taste, but I did try some. Don't say it yet. I did take my first fork without that.
3: Okay, but did you do it? Did you like put them out and then spin the plate with your eyes closed so you wouldn't know what you were eating, and then look down to see so you could tell which? So you didn't have any kind of bias? No. Wow. So it wasn't a really a a very good experiment.
1: It was not a blind taste (laughs) test. It was a sighted taste test. Is that what it? However, comma. I think there's a difference in the taste of potatoes. Which did you prefer? The light rose one. The the slightly pinkish-colored exterior, white interior, I think was the best. The purple was about the same. Actually, they all tasted about the same, and I think the one was a little bit better. And I do kind of have a problem with the dark red one because the interior turns kind of brown. It doesn't. Look very tasty when you. Uh,
3: we we made uh, maybe three or four days ago. We made mashed potatoes with a bunch of different. So and there's so there was no way to tell which was which, but just cooked them all with the skins on did and you eat mashed them blind,
1: up. blind blindfolded anyway. Just just to, just to, to, to be prove fair? it. yeah, to be
3: fair, yeah. But it was delicious. They they were great. What uh, did you put on
1: them to, to uh, make just them a little unhealthy.
3: butter, a little well, a lot of garlic because. There were vampires near us, and so you have to have a lot of garlic.
1: Well, garlic's supposed to be good for
3: you. It is, and I eat a lot of—we eat, eat a lot of garlic.
1: Um, so I step on it. You do? I, I grow it. I harvest it. I step on it. And that's like crushing it in preparation for a meal, so it's almost like getting it.
3: Providing, I would argue, that you brought it in the house and used it eventually. No, but
1: I stepped on it, so I you're may halfway have taken there. some by osmosis <laughs> you're, you're through my there. shoe, through my foot.
3: So it's just a little buttermilk and uh, salt, pepper, and a lot of garlic. And just mashed it all together, and it was just wonderful.
1: Sounds really good. Yeah. I, I was pretty pleased with mine. Well,
3: one of the, I and I again, I think we've spoken of this in the past. The, the the joy of gardening is that is pulling that stuff out of the garden and cooking it up and eating it and saying this we grew this. This was from our garden.
1: I'm not sure why I'm staring at you like that was a really silly thing to say because I totally agree with you. But I that, was that, giving that, you a really that, weird that face, look.
3: That face was that, – that's a stupid thing. Why are you saying that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I did not mean that face. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Disregard my yeah. face. Please disregard my face. Um, but isn't words, that one of the
3: joys? I mean
1: – It is. It, it is. And I was thinking as I was doing that. That face. I moved one of my – I had the big uh, – what it was it? Smart, smart pot. Okay. Filled with Carrots. And I went to move them as I was preparing my garden for summer crops for my tomatoes and peppers. And there was a zillion, I think that's the number, one zillion earwigs under the <laughs> pot. So I took the smart pot to my chicken coop, knocked the heck out of it, dropped all of the yeah. earwigs down, and the chickens had a oh, feel that they day. loved, they those. loved yeah, yeah. my earwigs. It, and so now the smart pot's in another area and it's not getting as much water.
3: I, I'm laughing because I I, I... Pulled a beet out last night and I, and I had told Capri after I I'd brought it, the others in. said, I picked up one of the beets that was split, it, you know, like cracked, and, and I said it had about a million um, pill bugs in it. And I said, okay, that's an exaggeration. It, it had maybe 723. It was a zillion. <laughs> I'm sure of it. It, it was covered in, in in the slit just where it had split, just covered with. Did
1: you give them to the chickens?
3: We don't have chickens there. Did so you we
1: bring just... them for my chickens? Or is yeah, that they're are in those the in the bag? That <laughs> they're in you the didn't bag bring. with the beets. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm not beyond soliciting, begging for beats on air. We will, we'll get you. some. Or a beat. I don't well, want to. be right, you I don't want to be greedy.
3: What, we were, we were talking about going hiking tomorrow to the, uh, to, oh, Verona to Verona. and seeing and seeing David and, and the roses again tomorrow because we anticipate the others being in bloom that we had discussed a couple weeks ago. Ken went last week. Oh, did he? Well, that said, if you join us on this hike, there might be a beat or two for you.
1: Okay, we'll see. I'm trying to. I I need to walk. 10 or 12 miles or something like that. So we'll, we'll, we'll check. And then so I you still- better uh, beat the crowd. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of, I mean, that was something I would have said, which probably means it wasn't funny, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, did that go over the air? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, and on that note, we will talk about the carrots I was going to talk about before you so rudely interrupted beat me to another topic again Uh, oh gosh so if you would like to participate please give us a call at 888-344-1170 you're listening to garden talk on am 1170 the answer and kprz north county we'll be back right after this
0: the garden party they all knew my name but no one recognized me it didn't look the same
1: but it's all, all right, right now. now welcome back to garden talk here on am 1170 the well. answer and k praise kprz north county i am david ross along with george Hallman who's now giving me the look I gave to him. Ken and Mark <laughs> are on assignment. Why are you giving me that
3: no, look? No, I, I, I'm waiting for you to come back because we have a, the, the seven or eight listeners just poured their next cup of coffee and they're waiting to hear about the carrots.
1: Well, I moved them. I didn't put them back where they came from and now they get less sun. They're under the mulberry tree that doesn't have many leaves on it, but it has a lot of branches, so it does provide some shade. And I harvested and I ate them. And they don't taste as good. were the, the white carrots, which were the best ones, the sweetest ones in the group, and then followed by the little orange ones, um, were not as good. And I'm wondering if it's because it's they're drought stress, because I haven't watered them because they're not near a hose anymore or because <laughs> it's getting warmer and they don't like the, the warmer weather. Or,
3: or not enough sun to create sugars.
1: Oh, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Okay. Just but they weren't as good as yeah. they were A few weeks ago. We didn't
3: try the ones we we pulled last night, so we have to maybe today taste those.
1: A few weeks ago, I needed a few carrots on my way home. I stopped at Smart and Final, and they have 25-pound bags of carrots for horses out at... (laughs) I'm assuming it's for horse. Oh, no, it's for juice. Okay, okay. People in my neck of the woods buy them for horses. But I forgot that I had carrots at home, and a little bag of carrots... The the, the twenty five pound bag of carrots made was, more economic was sense. Six bucks. Yeah, it made much more economic <laughs> sense. So I bought a twenty five pound bag of carrots and and if you I, eat
3: ten of them, you you're you're ahead.
1: <laughs> I did not refrigerate them, and uh, yes, I have shared some with my horses. But I had carrots at home. That's the I didn't need. You to just buy couldn't carrots. pass
3: up the bargain. No, no, oh. it wasn't
1: that. I wasn't thinking about having oh, carrots okay. at home to harvest.
3: I thought you couldn't pass up the
1: bargain. No, 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 no. I mean that
3: because i have seen you purchase stuff that, that you said is i have i have i have like 9 of these at home but i'm going to stick this in the freezer because i couldn't pass
1: up this cuz it was 49 cents a pound exactly and normally yeah. yes that can happen um if you would like to give <laughs> us a call and talk about my purchasing habits or you know anything else garden related or harvest related the number here is 888-344-1170 um last week i hope you guys y'all you tuned in and listened to roy you we did. didn't you didn't get to listen to him because you were not here, but he was a wonderful interviewer.
3: We did actually on the on the drive back from Yosemite we listened to the podcast. Speaking. And it was a great, great show. Yeah. I, Roy's I a phenomenal. And yeah. I,
1: I I do actually listen when when Roy is on. I don't listen to you guys when we're on the air together, but I listen to him and he had a lot of interesting things to say, which when I run into him at the nursery, we're kind of moving more rapidly and it's a little more superficial. And I don't listen to what he has to say.
3: Now, now you've you've been up there a number of times, but, I have. but I've gone up there a couple times, and and um, uh, gosh, gosh, it's been about a year, I guess. Well, COVID kind of put a damper on it, but Capri and I went up there too and spoke with him, and and it's a he's he's just a nice guy.
1: Uh, Which, like, I
3: know, like you said on the radio, he doesn't look look like a knife. No, he's he's, that's
1: why we do not judge books by their cover. He's
3: a great guy, and and we really enjoy going up there and talking with him and learning and and just experiencing the gardens because he's
1: done a phenomenal job there. And you know, for our participation in the Master Gardener seminar program, we each have a bag. I have that bag, yeah. I have that bag. So this summer we'll have to go do that. Um, But something that really stuck with me with what he was talking about was his. His version of succession I, we, you and I argued about that before we went on Well, no, we morning. had a
3: discussion. I don't think we argued. Well, we kind of bickered a little Well, we bit. threw a couple things, but...
1: Yeah. Not much. Uh, nobody got injured in the <laughs> making of this radio show so far. Um, but most of the problems that people have in their garden are later in the season. Right. And he kind of avoids that.
3: Because he's in and out.
1: He yeah. does it, and he plants another crop, and before... My, my goal has always been to nurse them along. I can make it grow. I can fix this. But it seems kind of silly when it'd be so easy just to start another plant and do the whole process over again. They grow so fast during the summer. It makes so much more sense than trying to nurse the plants along.
3: Now he does have a greenhouse, so he can he has a, a large number of plants always in the background this, waiting this
1: to is, go. This is where we started bickering because you were <laughs> you were naysaying and I was being no, positive. No, I,
3: I actually agree with it. I think there's a lot of a utility in doing it that way. Now when when you and I speak, or traditionally when we speak of succession planting, it's you know you put ten radish seeds in, and then a week later you put ten radish seeds in, and a week later so it ain't,
1: ain't going to happen in my world. No,
3: no, but that's how you you know that's how you always have stuff ready to come in. Yes, but, you know Roy puts a big row in. And then he rips it out and puts the next one in. But he's also feeding you know, a lot of people. Uh, but no, I like, I like what he does. In fact, uh, Capri and I spoke about this last night that we're going to go visit him. Okay. I owe him a cup of coffee. I told him the next time I come up, I'll bring him a Starbucks. So, so
1: prior to him talking about that, have you ever thought about your gardening in those terms or succession planning in those terms? Because I never have. Once <laughs> it goes in the ground, my goal is to drag it across the finish line whenever that is, which is probably frost.
3: It would depend on the plant. And and for the most of them, though, yes. Okay, this
1: tomato plant right here in my hand.
3: That one, yes. That one, I tend to do the same thing. And as you well know, I mean, I've I've spoken numerous times on the air about keeping a tomato plant for four years just because I could.
1: Um, But they never produce as much.
3: Well, they, they produce smaller quantities in the winter, usually tougher skins, but then they bounce back and they produce just as much the next year. They're perennial.
1: I'm giving you an, an, a look of incredulity because yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they produce as much uh, the fall in successive years. If
3: if if they're especially well, the, if they have spider you know, the spider, spider mites, mites yeah. or but, nematodes. But but that said, you know some of them like lettuces, spinach, things like that. Yeah, you, you get them in, get them out because they go to seed so quickly.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to have to try this this year, and I'm actually going to try nematodes this year. Well, at least I'll buy them and I'll take them home. And then we'll see where it goes from there. And speaking of buying them and taking them home, I'm moving on now. I'm done with this, but i I really like that that philosophy mm-hmm. with annual plants. It's probably easier, better for the environment, better and easier to to, to deal with. Just to so well, before you move on, it, you know, I, I am a.
3: I like production in the garden. I like to get as much as I can. But I, you know, I'm know, i more of the lazy gardener like yourself. So if, you're, if you are that person that likes the very neat, tidy palace at Versailles kind of gardening, then Roy's method's better. Because it's always neat, always clean, always tidy.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far with Roy. <laughs> but, but I understand well, the point you're trying yeah, well, to Roy make. Well, Roy
3: does have uh, volunteers that also help come yes. out. You and I don't have that as much. <laughs> People you just know, strolling by to
1: help weed. My, my sister was one of those volunteers in the in the community garden a few years ago, and, and she told me what a nice guy Roy was. So I went back to see if it was the same guy, and it was. It, it was it was incredible. Very nice. That is Roy from Cadence, Cadence. at Poway Gardens. Um, we were talking a little bit about what mid-May brings in the horticultural world, you and I. Do you remember what that means?
3: Was that today? Because yes. I, I'm kind of old. Um, what do we talking mid about? Mid to
1: late May? May. What do we tell people to deploy oh, in mid absolutely. to late May? And it, that goes with taking it home and putting it yeah, in the garage. Well, the,
3: the secret is not to just bring it home because I noticed ours in the garage yesterday and I need to deploy it. And that's citrus what, what leaf is, miner. The, the traps, the pheromone traps for citrus leaf miner. What is that? It's a origami type device that you have to fold properly, get it all together as a little red triangle with a pheromone that you throw inside it. It's sticky and it attracts males who think they found a willing female and they are stuck. And they and so what you have is less pregnant females flying around, depositing eggs in your citrus leaves.
1: That might be a little more detail than we needed <laughs> to go to here on AM 1170 and <laughs> KPRZ North County. But um, yes, that is exactly it. And I Oh. Had forgotten how difficult it was to do the origami, right? Until Mary brought in one of the traps last and week. Said, how and do asked you do this? i like, I don't know. <laughs> I just did it. And then if you take out that pretty label on
3: well, the with back the instructions, side,
1: yeah, all, all the picture steps on yeah. how to fold your origami. But we do say that the citrus leaf miner moth shows up in mid to late May, and we are darn close to mid May. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I would. What today, is today? being the 15th, yes. And how many days, half September, April, June, and May? <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. So so midday today, we'll be at the middle of the We're month. We're there,
3: yes. Yeah, so deploy them. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it deploy. is time to get your... If you want to control the citrus leaf miner, why don't you quickly and, and, tell and, us and, what and, that is? It,
3: well, just, just in... in you know, for some expectations management, it's not going to make it zero. It's a mitigating step. It's not a panacea. It doesn't stop it. It just reduces it a great deal, the citrus leaf miner. It's a tiny little moth, very little moth, that lays its eggs in the new growth, and the the egg will hatch, and it literally mines its way through the leaves, and it will uh, destroy a leaf. The leaf will start curling up. Uh, the structural integrity of the leaf is, is destroyed Ooh, like as it starts phrase. to unfurl, which sure makes it curly. Integrity. And then, it, and then that, that, that larva will, will, you know, get its wings and fly on and keep going.
1: It goes over to the edge of yeah. the leaf. It curls, it tucks itself in and then emerges, I don't know how many days later, and flies off to do the same thing again.
3: And so, so the traps are useful for two things. One, as I said, it is a mitigating step. It'll help reduce the populations. But more importantly, I think, is you can look inside it and you'll see all these little specks and that gives you a, a visual that it's time to go out there, and maybe spray because you can spray insecticidal soap, hort oil, neem oil. Any of that will kill the moth when the moth is active. It won't take care of the the minor when it's in the leaf.
1: However, comma those sprays you're talking about, the insecticidal soap and, and neem oil, will only kill on contact. Correct. 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 Does the neem oil have a residual?
3: It, it's purported to have some repelling, but it's. I mean, I, I know it as a hormonal disruptor, so I don't know how much you know residual it has
1: and and there is one other product that's labeled for use on that and what that would be called?
3: well the captain jack's uh, spinosad the microbial insecticide it's a bacteria but the thing with that is that's for the the miner itself when it's in the leaf it does nothing for the moth correct right
1: and however, because it is translaminar. Translaminar.
3: I see I, I pause. I didn't to want to say, say I didn't want to say translaminar and, and ruin the, the, the feng shui of the show. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it very much and I noticed that and I took the opportunity. Um, so because it is translaminar, it penetrates the leaf, it persists in the leaf and will help to protect the leaf for up to a month.
3: Right. Now the the, the thing with the spinocet is it is or the Captain Jack's product name is it is Dead Moder- bug brew. It is moderately toxic to bees when it's wet on flowers, so it's best to spray in the evening so it has a chance to dry.
1: And if, and, you, and oh. if your plant's in full bloom, right, don't spray.
3: Right, and then and then additionally, it is um, it has a lot of restrictions on how often you can spray it, uh, depending on the crop and how often you, when you can well, harvest. Let's talk about citrus, citrus specifically, you have to you only can spray it six times a year on citrus. Okay.
1: So if you start in May, mid to late May, which is now.
3: For those who can't see, he has his fingers up. He's about have, to count. Thumb, he's he's about to count.
1: Thumb, <laughs> I have my thumb out. So the the citrus leaf miner is prevalent here primarily from mid to late May until the end of October. So spray in May. That's one. June, July, August, September, October. How many spray? How many? It looks like he has six.
3: Out? Six fingers up. That's six yeah.
1: fingers. So since it's limited to six, you only need six. There you go. It'll persist in the leaf for a month it should take care of you if you want to do that do it now but be careful with bees and the flowers
3: perfect well done
1: and neither the captain jack's dead bug brew nor the pheromone attractant traps are 100% effective but they are good mitigators right and they will reduce it dramatically if you actually deploy them and
3: and that is the key yeah
1: i i like to tell you that i had such good success with the pheromone traps the first year i didn't do it again and the, the leaf miners come back year after year. Yes, they do. And the damage they do now, which looks kind of cute because you get a silvery discoloration to the leaf where it separates yeah. the cuticle in, in from some the leaf.
3: In some ways, it looks like a, like a snail track
1: Yes, or a slug. But that damaged portion of the leaf is more susceptible to the sun, and then the sun burns the heck out of it, and then that portion of the leaf decays and falls out and looks awful, in November, December, January. Right. And that's when people come in and say, "What's wrong with my leaf?" Well, this happened in April, May, June, July, August, and September. Plus October. That's six fingers, right? Right. Okay. Are You done with that? Uh, yeah. Are you going to add anything to that or are you going to just I, leave it over? I think
3: here? that's it. I think you, the key there is that it's it's not 100%. You still may end up with some some damaged leaves, but you can reduce it significantly. Okay by being proactive.
1: All right, well, then I'm going to go into the break with this. Last week when Roy was here, we were talking about the special events at Abraxis, and we didn't talk about any other special events that might be coming up at Cadence or elsewhere. So hopefully when we come back, we will talk about different special events. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170, The Answer, and KPRZ North County. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this.
0: The garden party they all knew my name no one recognized me I didn't look the same but it all right now
1: and welcome we'll back to garden Lesson Talk more. here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ North County I feel more free to sing coming back from the breaks when Ken's not here does, he, should, does he
3: not does he not like your singing?
1: Well, I guess, no. I mean, just <laughs> in answer to your question, no, he does not like my singing. He doesn't say, hey, Dave, could you hum me a few bars? Or No, he doesn't say that.
3: So he never says when we come back from the break, can you pick it up no, at the No, he top usually note?
1: gives me a look like, why are you singing? Because I always want to sing it because it's a, I yeah. like it, the song. Yeah. Um, we are going to go to Chula Vista and talk to Alan about his tree question. No, why are you looking at me like that? No,
3: I'm just curious what kind of tree, what type of tree and what the it's question is. It's a special
1: tree in Chula Vista that oh. Alan has. In okay. Chula Vista, a tree grows.
0: Yeah, good morning, guys. You guys sound so lonesome for callers. Um, hey, I, uh, you mentioned about loquat trees this morning. We did. And uh, my neighbor planted one a few years ago, and the tree is about four and a half or five feet tall. So it's not full size yet, but um, it's loaded with fruit. And I just wonder, if, uh, you know of anyone that's tried to make loquat jam? I had a friend years ago that uh, harvested some off of another tree and uh, made loquat jam, and I guess it's pretty spectacular if you do it right.
3: I, I, I've i not made jam. I've made a pie with it that turned out really, really delicious. It has a lot of raisins in it. Very sweet. It's good. It's a good it, – I, I imagine jam would be very good with it as well.
1: I concur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it would be be excellent that way, and probably on a loquat upside down cake instead of plums. My mom always used to do it with plums. Okay. I think loquats would be good under there.
0: Yeah, it's we- it's, um, it, it's a uh, it's a small tree, and the the fruit is about the size of a large marble, and it's a bright orange. And uh, one of our other neighbors said, when it's orange like that, it's ready to
1: ready to harvest. Uh huh. Yes, they are. Give them is a there try. More than one
0: variety of it, or they, no? There's
1: there's lots of varieties, and they grow rapidly and freely from seeds, so we get a lot of seedling variation out there.
3: There the two main types, though there are yellow varieties like the Gold Nugget and Big Jim, and then there's a couple white or champagne. like Champagne, and I think Advance might be another white. I'm not I don't remember if that one is or not.
0: Do You have any idea how large the tree grows?
1: They they can get they can twenty get, thirty feet. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. I grew up with some large loquat trees, and they will get quite large, and they can get quite large quite fast. So if you want to keep it small, trim it every year and keep it down.
0: Okay. Yeah, good idea.
3: 20 to 30 feet is what the, the numbers say. Well, 20 to yeah. 30
1: feet is what David said. I know, and I'm just backing you up. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I for- i am shocked that you were checking. Forceful backup. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Alan. we hey, have uh, got
0: one more question. Yes, sir. Does a tree, a loquat tree, require any special fertilizer or will grow power
1: work for it? Grow power be great. It requires no special fertilizer. No. Uh, as a matter of fact, they do quite well with almost no fertilizer. Right. Yeah. They might do better with some grow power, but uh, they're pretty self sufficient.
3: They're pretty drought tolerant, too.
0: Okay. Any, any special watering needed? Or just general watering?
1: Just a general yep. occasional deep soaking. And I say occasional, probably a couple of times a, a month if it's established, which it sounds like this one is.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks a lot Alrighty, for the info- Alan.
1: Thanks for the call. Take care.
0: Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Now, there's a gentleman by the name of Farmer Roy on the phone. Again? Did uh, you just talk to him last we week? We did talk to him, and it was quite a bit. And he was <laughs> here. He was in studio, which made it quite a bit more. Good morning, Roy. Thanks for getting up again and talking to
4: us. Hey, no problem. And uh, to the gentleman that just called, loquat jam is awesome. I have some of my garden lady friends. that bring that to me during the year, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Is you know, it, well, you
3: oh. know when you said, you know, Roy, thanks for getting up. I was waiting for Roy to say, I've been up since four because that's his standard I know, that respo- is response standard
1: line. I was, <laughs> I was a little surprised he didn't go there as well.
4: You're a little disappointed well, this morning, I, Roy. I, actually, I, went, I went to a wedding last night and I'm moving a little slow this morning, but no, I was in it for. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. Way to go. Um and well, I I, see, Go I, ahead. I see you brought the big guns back in. You got Greg there.
1: Uh, you mean George?
4: Yeah, yeah the my, great you my, always so do, do the Greg Almond thing. Oh,
1: oh, oh, Greg Allman, yeah, and his band. I gotcha, I gotcha. I'm a little slow. I didn't go to a wedding last night, and I'm Just a little slow. Just naturally slow. slow yeah. so, um, they,
4: didn't play, they didn't play any Allman Brothers, but I, mean, I don't know where that came from. This hey, is, George, how you doing? I'm good. This is starting to feel like the
1: longest day of my life. I don't well, know why, uh, but it's feeling oh, like a really long day, Roy.
4: Well, it, it's. Today is not the longest day. June 20th is the longest day during the summer solstice. And funny you should mention that because (laughs) um, here at Cadence at Poway Gardens, uh, we're a memory care community. Um, All of our residents have Alzheimer's. And the longest day refers to uh, a campaign that the Alzheimer's Association puts on every year. And we are in the midst of raising money to... Um, reach out to people, create awareness, maybe find a cure, don't know. But uh, yeah, if you want, if you knew somebody or Alzheimer's kind of hit your heart a little bit, I know my mom had it and I know a lot of friends that have friends that have it. And, uh, and, uh, again, everybody here has it. So we are in the process of, uh, raising donations. And if you're interested, you can go to, uh, 2021, the longest day, Cadence at Poway Gardens, and get some information. Uh, We have raffle prizes. We have events going on uh, throughout the next few weeks until June 20th. And uh, a lot of good raffle prizes, especially from really nice donors like Walter Anderson that are donating some gift certificates and fruit trees and uh, other local um, businesses in the area. So
1: and now that you said it to... on the air, I can't back out. I have to actually <laughs> kind of through, um, no, come
4: through do... with it. Well, you got you guys have been extremely supportive uh, with all the fundraisers in the past that we've done. I mean, we haven't been doing them like we used to do because of COVID. But uh, now you guys are extremely. Uh, extremely uh, gracious and generous with, uh, helping the community. Oh, and Hey, I want to let you know yeah, uh, when I was like stealing your show last weekend, um, When you stole mentioned...
1: my show last weekend. Yes. <laughs> uh,
4: the, and I mentioned the Abraxis fundraiser, they, they kicked butt. I, it was a zoo there. Uh, and, uh, they made a lot of money to keep that, uh, Special ed program going on in the garden going on there. So again, thank you very so, much.
3: A, a, I'm sorry. Are are you implying that we had more than seven listeners and and they showed up?
4: Dude, I was like taking pictures with people. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was uh it, it was slammed for three hours. I'm not going to awesome. tell you how much they made, but. Uh, Again, if you're ever in the Poway area and you're wondering what's going on in that reconverted uh, tennis court on Palmerado Road, uh, it's it's just an outstanding garden.
1: Okay, before you get too far away, so we can up our estimated audience count from seven to like fifteen. Now, I know it was not a scientific survey you did, but fifteen to twenty, you think?
4: I I would, yes, (laughs) most definitely.
1: Well, then, it's a good Mostly thing we brought you back on the air, Roy. You're probably helping our uh, our listenership. Thank you very much. So, um, on the longest day, on the 20th, are you going to be? Since it's after the 15th of June, and the governor has promised to allow us to partially reopen the state, are you going to have a a fundraiser in the the community garden there? Is there going to be any on-site functions at Cadence? <laughs>
4: Um, I'm going to say yes, but it'll probably be instead of our normal June uh, barbecue fundraiser for our food bank gardens that feed the uh, those that need help here in our area, it'll probably be sometime in September. But they've had some gracious donors over the last year and a half, so they're plugging her away really well. So worst case scenario, next June, uh, but probably, probably something in the springtime. Okay, so I know this... All the go- Sorry, all so the this Garden Club are just waiting to get out and get back to raising funds for their their clubs. We we all are.
1: And yes. uh, so this fundraiser that you were doing that Cadence is, at Poway Gardens is doing now is all online. There's going to be yeah. no in-person playing this year.
4: At 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 this point, yes, we might Yeah, yeah Let's just say it's all going to be online this year. Okay. I think uh, rather than us try to switch gears halfway through, but but it'll be on Facebook. It'll be so, you'll see it somewhere. So And if you'll you probably donate,
1: if something changes, you know anybody that has a radio show you could call on a Saturday morning and let people know.
4: If you're up. Very good, yes. I will see if Armstrong's has a radio show. No. Oh, <laughs> hey now. Hey now.
1: <laughs> well, real quickly before we go to the break, is Grand Jettos participating in your in your function? Do they make donations to your function?
4: Of course, I I have to play both ends against the middle.
1: Nah, yes. no, no, no. We're we're no, uh,
4: no we we're got, com, we're yes.
1: compadres.
4: We're like we're like yeah.
3: Macy's no, and and um, Gimbals. and Gimbels in in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes,
1: we're 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 no yeah. no no. I'm not complaining about that. I was throwing out Grand Jetto's name. Kevin is supposed to give us a call one of these days. All righty, yeah. Roy. I'm no, going to let uh, you go because we are at that time where I have to say it's been so nice. I'm so happy we no. I'm so glad we had this this time time together. together. Um, Anyway, thanks for calling. Thanks for not getting up for us, but being up. And we will talk to you again soon. Take care, Roy. Appreciate it, guys. Take
4: care. Have a a good day.
1: If you want to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to KPRZ and KCBQ. We'll be back
2: right after this.
0: to the garden party they all knew my name no one recognized me i didn't look the same but it all right now we'll
1: welcome back my to Ricky Nelson well. and Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KPRZ you're listening to David Ross and George Alman Not Greg Allman and not the Allman Brothers Band. And Ricky Nelson's not here. And Ricky Nelson is not. No, he is not. Um, We are listening to Garden Talk. We are Garden Talk. We are Garden Talk. Oh, Ken and Mark are not here today. They're out doing better, more, no, not better, not more exciting. Different things than sharing here with you. If you would like to participate in the show this morning, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. I think we're going to head up to San Marcos and talk to Pat about eggplant. Is that acceptable to you, George? That works for me. All right, let's do it. Good morning, Pat.
5: Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. It really enjoy your program. Hey, uh, I have an eggplant that wintered over. Last year, it produced purple eggplants, right? Well, this year, the eggplants start out purple, but then they turn yellow. And I want to know
1: what to do about it, or just Be- before you give her the proper answer, <laughs> do you know what that reminds me of? An Ajax what? commercial shakes out white, turns blue. <laughs> Get Ajax the blue dot I, cleanser. I don't
3: remember. I don't remember that one. I bet it shakes <laughs> out do. white, turns blue. I mean, shakes I remember Ajax. Yeah.
1: And uh, stains and away goes stains right down the drain. Oh you know, <laughs> well. Anyway, back to the eggplant thing. Do you, do you know the reason for that, George? I well, have a, it, I have a thought.
3: Well, what's your thought, and I'll tell you what I think.
1: Okay. Cause um when I leave eggplant on the plant too long, it over-ripens? It over-ripens yeah. and turns this yellowish orange color and starts to fade out. That's what I think the, it is. What do you think? But,
3: but, I, the, thing is, but, you, but the thing is, it's very there. Very little the fruit. There's a pepper weevil it, that will cause yellowing as well. An insect. Oh. That's according okay. to the University of California.
1: You're trying to set me up, didn't
3: you? Okay. No. Okay. And,
5: I'm
3: going to throw things. Kind of, and uh, what kind of insecticides do you use for it? You know, I I don't know. I'd have to look into that. I just know
1: that there's. Is a... it on the inside or the outside?
3: The outside. It's the the buds or the fruit start to just turn yellow. But I I agree with you. I mean, typically if they're overripe or or they're small, they're not gonna they're not gonna develop in the in in the winter. And it, it they might need warmth. They need warmth to really kick off. So if it's cool, it's they're not to, gonna do what they're, they're supposed not gonna do to what do. they're supposed to do.
1: So they may just mature right there and be overripe. So according to the um, farmer Roy theory. Those plants should have been removed and replaced a long time ago, and you would have avoided this situation.
3: In fact, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've tried, I've overwintered a couple, and, and, and George has th- overwintered a few times. And, and in a warm area with, you know, I have a lot of rocks around them, they, they, they come back pretty quickly, but it does make more sense to rip those out. They're susceptible, just like tomatoes, to spider mites and everything else in the winter. Okay, okay but okay. since you've overwintered
1: them, we'll let you keep them a little bit longer and see if the warmer weather that is not coming this weekend will help them to produce a little bit larger fruit and do better fruit later.
5: Well, you know, the the strange thing about this eggplant, we had that crazy hailstorm in in January. I don't know if you remember, towards the end of January. And we got in San Marcos where I live, two inches of hail. And uh, my uh, eggplant was in a container. And actually, it thrived. The other plants didn't do real well. But this, like, it came out of... uh, the leaves are beautiful and green, and, like, it really did well after that. It was, like, really freaky.
1: Well, it has shown an allegiance to you, so we will allow you to show an allegiance <laughs> to it and maintain it for a little bit longer. How long have those fruits been on there, would you guesstimate, the ones that are turning yellow now? Is it weeks okay, or months? I would,
5: I would say, no, just about maybe a week.
1: Oh, and they're already turning yellow after just being there for such a yeah. short time. Yeah, that's the weird. Okay, then thing. I'm I'm going to go with George's weevil. What? Well, weevils can't
3: can, weevils can cause that, but I I I still think you may be you, your point there is should be can, considered can I, as well.
1: Weevils wobble, but they don't, they don't fall, fall down. down. I knew you were going to go
3: there. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. but your points well taken too. <laughs> I mean, they 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 mature, but it's the the weather's just cold. It's not warm enough. They like warmth.
1: Okay. to do their best. Oh, okay, we're going with warmth all right okay Pat. All right. Alrighty. thanks yeah, I'm for, thank
6: thanks right, for bye calling
1: bye. and getting no answer to well she got two got answers two to answers. her question right all right um if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 rose in escondido has a loquat comment i can hardly wait it's a flower name of a of a caller i know yeah let's go to rose in escondido which is really probably i'm guessing san marcos but let's see but, good morning rose
6: Well, good morning. Actually, it is the unincorporated part of San Marcos, but if I walked across the street, it would be Escondido.
1: That's kind of like me. I'm I'm in Spring Valley, but if I walk across the street, I'm in Hamul. But you're in San Marcos, so let's just—it's all
3: about the zip
1: code. Yes, it is. Okay, she sounds like
3: that caller, Camille or Camelia. Camelia, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: She, she's a friend. Uh, We actually have a big party up here, so there are a lot of listeners. We're just waiting for Roy to come back, but. That's that's okay. Okay,
1: um, if I'm reading the screen here correctly, it says you have a loquat comment. Would you like to share that with our listeners? Yes,
6: I do. And for those of you who
1: think I'm being short with Rose, I kind of am. She's my sister, and I've seen a lot of her in the last week, so uh, (laughs) So I just wanted to get that out there so that nobody complains.
6: Full disclosure. Full disclosure.
1: Okay, give us your loquat comment. If anybody can, I
6: wanted to say that they are very labor intensive and delicious. I would recommend if you're going to make the loquat upside-down cake that you peel your loquat. Um, it's going to have you end up with less fruit, but I think when they cook, they don't taste very the, – the skins
1: aren't the skins, very good. The skins Yeah, they be a little
3: bitter,
6: yeah. 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 Like but, David. Um,
1: so I am I, – well, <laughs> David and, is and to, that, go ahead, Sorry.
6: Oh, that's just fine. Uh, A long time ago, I made loquat wine, and that's something that you can do with your loquats. speaking of labor-intensive, but it will make a very good wine for beginners. um, If you want to try that and you have a lot of time to work with it. All right, would
1: you be willing to, off the air, give me your recipe and time for loquat wine so that we could share that with the three listeners that are going to ask for it?
6: absolutely no problem as long as you feel like you can sing because you no one should tell you not to
1: sing because nobody, it's a beautiful nobody thing nobody told me not to sing it was my no own...
6: but you were getting a look from someone and i think that we all know what that's like to love to sing and someone gives you the look oh i think that are you are talking need about to a look from, are we talking
1: about a look from dad here jennifer is that what it is <laughs> well, i mean no uh, rose <laughs> uh, is yes. that what you're saying yes, yes. Yes, I, but I anyway, st- I just want you to feel
6: free to, okay. to sing, okay? okay. And Thank I've you. got those recipes if anyone needs it.
1: Give Mama a hug for me.
6: I will. Thank you. All righty,
1: Rose. Thanks for <laughs> take care.
6: Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye. Yeah, we grew up with a lot of loquats, and the best part of loquats is spitting, spitting out, the out seeds. those massive seeds, and yeah. they're, they're they're shiny, so they they go a long way easily.
3: My golden retriever loves loquats, and oh. Well, remember the, the coyote picture yes. of the video? Coyotes love loquats. Coyotes love loquats. Hind legs ripping my tree apart.
1: I was yeah. walking down the street by my parents' house this week, and there was a mass in the street that looked like it had come from a coyote, and there were loquat seeds yeah, yeah, in they, that mass. Yeah, eat them. Yeah. I don't know if we can talk about that on air or not. It's part of gardening. It is? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's composting. Right. Or part of yeah. fertilizing. Um, you are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 KPRZ and KCBQ. I have been asked very nicely from Walter Anderson Nursery, our San Diego slash Point Loma store is looking for people with nursery knowledge, plant knowledge. If anybody out there has some plant knowledge and is looking for work or knows somebody who has plant knowledge and looking for work, please uh, apply at Walter Anderson Nursery at 3642 Enterprise Street in San Diego. Their phone number is 619-224-8271. Um, do you have any last-minute last no. loquat suggestions?
3: There are a, a great number of good recipes online that, as Rose was alluding to, for wines, jams, pies, uh, pickled, and a whole bunch of other things. So it, it, they're all available out there.
1: All righty. Well, you, I hope, have enjoyed Garden Talk. We've enjoyed bringing it to you. However, comma. Auto Talk is waiting out there for us, and we're going to need to give them the studio so they can get this place cleaned out from our germs before they come in. <laughs> we'll t- see you all
2: or hear. We'll,
1: we'll talk, talk to you, you later. All Have a great next week. Next week. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> for
2: the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson
3: Nursery.